Hey, Travis. 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 Huh? Hey, you see that behind you that says Sean Michelle? Yeah, yeah, right there. He's not. He didn't. He didn't sing me in. He what? didn't. What? So you. you know Sean, what, what are you doing? Sean, Sean, Rock up there? the band. Rock up the band, Shawnee boy. Oh, Sean, I need you to go one, two, three. You know what I think that you know what I think this means? I've done it a few times now. Okay. Yeah. We must have a special guest. We probably do. You're probably gonna come in hot and heavy, like, hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm, probably so. And yeah. then you're probably gonna completely ignore me and go straight to the guest. More than likely, yeah. I probably won't even talk to you. Probably won't. I probably won't even I don't even know you're there. Are you there? Are you there? I'm not even here. I might as well call me John Cena because you can't see me. You know who I think we have? Who's the man that closes it down, I bet? I bet we have the spin cycle. <laughs> oh, you know, that that one didn't work with him either. Did no, it didn't work. You know, he, you know Travis yeah. tried and he missed some. I tried. He hit once. He hit once. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brady Tiger, folks. Brady Tiger, the closer for the Arkansas Razorback baseball team, wearing my Razorback baseball hat. They just finished going down to Arlington, Texas, the Globe Life Field, coming back with two wins against those dirty Longhorns and those dirty Cowboys. Brady got to pitch uh, one and two-thirds innings, I guess, right? Faced five batters and struck out three of them. And uh, he tells us about that. Tells us about what he thinks of the new rules. He's not a fan of them. And he's, and you know, Brady, Brady's going to tell you what he thinks. And that's what <laughs> I like about Brady. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't dance around. He's, he's an honest fella, folks. Honest fella. And I tell you, like all these interviews, Clint, all of them, they make me even a bigger hog fan. They really do. Because these I, guys are so fun to talk to, and they're good guys. Brady was easy to talk to, and you're like, man, that's a guy I can root for. Yeah. And when he comes out to pitch, I'm ready. I'm fired it, up. It's going to be so much worse. Because you know Brady comes in in them situations where it's like a one-run game, and he's got to hold it down. And since I feel like he's my friend now, you know, like I said, I feel like I know him. He's a friend. He's a I know I know Brady a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna be up I mean just prancing and prancing. Yeah. I'm gonna hey. be yelling, it's the spin side. So anyway, Brady Tiger, y'all like and share this video. It is so worth it. This is a great interview, a great guy, a great razorback, a lifelong razorback fan. He hates all the teams he's supposed to hate. You're you're gonna you're gonna like this guy. We need one of we need more of him. We need more of him. So Brady Tiger, enjoy everybody. Enjoy it. It's worth the watch. Share, like, share, comment. Let us know what you think of it. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us what you think. One, two, three, five. You ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Never seen a blind man see? I promise you, I can't just say. You ever seen a canceled death?
I'm here once again for the hundredth and first time with my boy Big C, but that's all you need to know about him because we got a special guest today. Look, y'all, we have the closer. Not a closer. The. The closer for the Arkansas Razorback baseball team who just finished a two and three stint beating up on some uh, a Texas team, an Oklahoma State team, one one dirty looking cow, and and one sorry cowboy, right? At least one of them, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we're it's our pleasure to talk to Brady Tiger. Brady, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great now, man. Pleasure to be on here chatting it up with y'all. Man, we we appreciate you coming to hang out with us. Um, you know, I know we were talking off, you know, before we recorded, you've had a long day. You've been doing some NIL stuff and doing some good things with that, helping feed the hungry and things like that. But we appreciate you taking time to talk to not so little of us. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Love doing it. Yeah, we're just talking body mass. Our egos aren't that big. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. My ego's a little big. Travis doesn't have an ego at all. But right. just – Mass-wise, this is probably the biggest podcast you'll ever be on. <laughs> yeah, pound for pound, this is it. Pound for pound. <laughs> this is pound it. for pound. Awful awful podcast podcast. In America. <laughs> well, man, y'all had, you know, good, you know, big start to the season. You know, you go down and uh, what was it like playing in Globe Life again? Uh, Man, well, I didn't get to go the – first time with him I was still a senior in high school but I did do like a showcase camp thing pre-draft type situation uh in globe life in high school and I was just imagining what it would look like with fans in the seats all packed out and uh it was a crazy experience to be able to see that and be able to play in it and majority of the fans there were cheering for my team uh it was a great a great thing to be a part of man it was really really fun and i think it got us started off the right foot uh getting in the direction we need to go you know i mean as an arkansas arkansas fan, a... go ahead travis no go ahead i said arkansas fan it's always good when you can just start anything off by beating texas yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh, I mean, yeah yeah i mean because deep down you know all the fans hate texas more than mm-hmm. well, and, and Arkansas has a great tradition of taking games, especially played on neutral sites in Texas, mm-hmm. and making it Fayetteville South. You know, oh, yeah, I said this on the 
to the Hogs Plus recording, man. It was – it's a crazy feeling. You know, I knew I picked the right school whenever we came, played Texas in the state of Texas, and we had three to four times more fans than they had. Yeah. Man, it was – I knew I was in the right place for sure. You know, back in the day, Arkansas basketball would go down and play in Reunion Arena mm-hmm. for the for the Southwestern Conference basketball tournament. Yeah, and my grandpa was, tells me all about memories he has with that. And they would call it Barnhill South because that yeah. was, you know, it was. See, Travis, you don't get what just happened there. Yeah, I mean, we, we're you're going to gloss over it. But he basically compared us or memories to his grandpa's memories. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he just, uh, said, he just said, thanks for the story, grandpa. That's what he just said. That's what he just nah, said. Nah. My, my whole Man. family has always been Ray Bay fans. He's fought them all the way. Oh, but yeah. uh, especially whenever they came out with uh, SE, the Texas is going to join the SEC. Right. And I think that made us. I'm excited for it. I wish I would get to play Texas while they're in SEC school, uh, just so we can go three and zero against them. Obviously, but uh, I'm excited to see that rivalry spark back again, man. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it it really is. Now that being said, let's talk that Texas game a little bit. So you got the you got you got the ball at the end of the game. How what you sit down? Was it five straight? I believe so. I believe it was five because Cody yeah. Frank was then he he went ahead and got an out made my job a little bit easier. Five straight, you struck out three. I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And was, uh, I don't remember most of it, honestly. No, wasn't yeah. kind of sort of blacked out a little bit just because first game of the year, man. I was I was hype. Well, and, and I was I I didn't get a chance. I didn't. You had the flow sports deal, so I didn't get the chance to watch it. So I was listening to it on the radio, and the commentator said you were extremely intense. That's the way they were. Oh yeah, it. I was. I was letting. I was letting their dugout here for sure. <laughs> well, now hey, if they didn't want to hear it, maybe they should have hit the ball. That's there you right. go. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't like it? Do something about it. That's right. Exactly. Now we'll we'll talk a little more about that. Um, Coming up, but let's. You're from uh, Hernando, Mississippi. Correct. Where's that? That's about 20 minutes south of Memphis. It's in Northwest okay. Mississippi. Yep. Gotcha. So, but you were saying your your whole family, and I, I know I've heard this uh, from other things. Your whole family's Arkansas fans, huh? Yes, they are. So they're originally from Arkansas, or? Yeah, or my mom. Uh, was born and raised in Arkadelphia. She went to high school, Arkadelphia. Okay. And my dad, uh, my dad lived in Little Rock for a long time. He was born in Little Rock. So, I mean, we had roots uh, in Arkansas. My family just, we actually lived in Texas. I was born in Texas because mm-hmm. uh, my dad worked for Continental Express in, uh, in Texas. And he got a job opportunity in Memphis and found a house in Mississippi and we had family living there already. So we were like, all right, this will do. And it's where we settled down. Now you grew up pretty close to Memphis. So I take it probably a lot of like Saturday nights, you found yourself in Memphis. 
hanging out mm-hmm. and doing stuff. So obviously we're going to talk a lot about baseball, but I just want to cut to the chase and ask the most important question I'm going to ask all night. Travis knows what it is. I do. Who's got the best barbecue in Memphis? Man, I didn't really go to uh, a lot of restaurants, but what I did do, because, and I have a good reason why. Okay. Because my buddy, my buddy's dad always cooked in the Memphis and May competitions. No. So he would spoil us rotten with barbecue. Okay, no. So I, I didn't want to taint any of that because I knew absolutely nothing I ate was going to compare to his. He won okay. awards for his cooking and all that, so. Anytime I want a barbecue, I was just like, hey, Danny, fire up the smoker and they'd get her rolling. Oh, so. You got to hook up like that. I can't blame a man. Yeah. yeah. Especially if he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. like he's competing in Memphis in May. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. There's a lot of folks in those, you know, around that area that are like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can see, I could see where that would be, your, you know. Who cares about those restaurants, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got another buddy who whose dad does steak competition, so I get a little slice of that, too. There you go. Now, what's, your go-to, what what's your go-to cut of meat on a steak? Oh, man. I like a good ribeye. Yeah. So, you like that? I like the ribeye. You like the gristle, huh? Uh, not necessarily. I like good <laughs> quality ribeye. You can't beat a quality ribeye. Well, the, even if you don't eat the gristle, it gives it flavor. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm more of a fillet. If, if I'm going to restaurant ordering a steak, I'm getting a T-bone because it's a lot harder for them to overcook a T-bone. Yeah, it's good advice. True. Yep, that's true. Very good, good advice. Good advice. Well, so well, growing up there, uh, you went to Lewisburg High. Right. Did you play any other sports besides baseball? Uh, I what played else? football for a little while, but our team was no good whatsoever. My dad kind of gave me the hint. He was like, hey, man, like, I know you enjoy playing football, but I don't enjoy watching you go get tackled by kids twice your size just to lose 42 to nothing. Yeah. Like, and at the, at the point I quit, I already had an offer to come play baseball at Arkansas. So I was like, you know what? We ain't winning anything anytime soon. I'm yeah. not going to college football. I might as well hang it up. And then, uh, yeah, ninth grade is when I was strictly baseball only. What position did you play in football? Uh, I was quarterback, safety, and long snapper. Believe it or not, my favorite position was long snapper. Nice. Most oh, yeah. fun I've ever had playing football because they couldn't touch you. You snap the ball and you just sprinted at the guy who was receiving it. Yeah. And Person you just got down. over because they'd never fair caught because they always wanted to return. It was really fun. Yeah. And uh, in baseball, did you? What other positions did you play besides pitcher? Oh man, I played just in high school. I played third, shortstop, second base, and first base. I used to catch a little bit. Um, played some outfield. Played a lot of DH when I started. Uh, when I started realizing that I wasn't all that great in the field. I was senior year of high school. Played first, second base and DH a lot senior year. And I like doing that way better than playing the field, honestly. So, were you so now as a, as a pitcher all the time, do you miss hitting? 
Um, I miss the highs of hitting. I don't miss the lows of hitting. That's for sure. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot easier to be successful as a pitcher. I will say. See, me and Travis went to go ask the same exact question at the exact same time. Yeah. We're completely different. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you were bummed. I mean, like, man, I don't get to hit anymore. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie. Being a PO is the life. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet up here, man. I just go do my like. 30 minutes of throwing a day, do some PFPs and go lift, and I'm out of there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's so, the way. What are PFPs for, for us dummies? Yeah. yeah. Pitcher fielding practice. So we'll go over like, okay. you know, balls at the first, you got to go run, cover first base, comebackers, double plays, picks, stuff like that, bunt coverages, all that. We'll go over that. Okay. Now, have you met uh, Coach Dave Jorn yet? Uh, I don't believe I have. He used to be the pitching coach up there, and and he was. Oh wait, wait, wait! I did. I think I did meet him actually. Yeah, like he, he's right scared. before we went. Right before we went to Arlington. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, he's a great guy, but he he's he's terrifying. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we had him on the podcast. Oh yeah, really, really neat guy. Really yeah, he's good. one of the guys. If he told me to go run, I would just start running. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, I understand. Just, just tell me when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, I just fall over dead. But it's neither here nor there. So. Well, now, so how did your recruitment go? You said you were offered in ninth grade. Uh, the summer between ninth and tenth grade, I believe. Yeah, I had two offers. I had Arkansas and Mississippi State, and. You couldn't pay me to live in Starkville, Mississippi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think they could pay me either. So yeah, that's uh, right. I mean, yeah. Color's maroon, man. Come I know. On. Yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, now, now so you're that, you're being. I mean, you're you're being cool about it, but that's if those are, those are two pretty good first offers. Oh yeah. I mean, because Mississippi State's got a pretty good baseball school. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as Arkansas, obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But they got a pretty good history, you know. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, they're, I have a lot of respect for their team. Just wasn't the right place for me. And, uh, no, and now, as a my, go ahead. All my buddies know that I have a certain uh, grudge against Ole Miss. Because I was where I lived was like fifty minutes away from Oxford from their campus, and mm -hmm. you know, going to their camps, coaches were like, "Yeah, man, come here." Uh, recruiting me pretty hard, acting like they were going to offer me this camp, get done with this camp, and then they just like stop acting interested, stop talking to me. So I was like, oh, "Okay, you don't think I'm good enough to come play for your school? All right, I'm gonna go to one of your rival schools and kick your butt." So. Yeah. No, so, no. so when you play Ole Miss every year, you get a little fired up for that series. Oh yeah, I got a plaque on my wall that says "Freshman of the Week" when we played Ole Miss. So I'm looking to get something else similar, <laughs> and we play them at their place. Nice, nice. Now, how is it like being in ninth grade and and having a D a major D one offer? Because I, I can't imagine that. I mean, um, well. Honestly, you gain and you lose a lot of friends at the same time. At the same time, um, 
No, a lot of people that young, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Honestly, I did not think I was good enough to play at Arkansas. But, um, you know, you start to notice people around you getting jealous for no reason and also people who you've never talked to in your life deciding they better be friends with you. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's it's pretty cool going around your rival schools and everybody knows who they're playing against. Everybody knows who's throwing against them game one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it especially against the – our rival schools in high school, I could talk a little crap to them, know that there ain't nothing they can do about it. So, yeah, yeah. no, that's that's what was your ERA in high school? I should have looked it up before I, but I don't do any research. Uh, like, I don't remember, I think it was like a, like a point one nine or something. I think it's, like it, it's probably something just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I didn't. I wasn't a huge stat guy in high school. I didn't really bother yeah. me that much. Um. Now, of course, in high school, I'm sure you you know you started games and pitched a lot of innings. I'm, I'm sure. Coming into college, you end up in this saving role. Mm-hmm. What was that transition <laughs> like going from? getting the ball with a lot of innings and having to, you know, to pitch, a, you know, get, going out there getting ready to pitch for a long time and instead going out and, you know, you got maybe at the most a lot of times. I mean, of course, you've, you've done some – a little bit of longer relief for some closers. You know, Van Horn's – you know, he'll, he'll, put, he'll leave you in there for a little while. But still, a lot of times it's no more than, you know, six batters or, or, or less. What's that transition like? Um, it's kind of strange to break down because it's absolutely a night and day difference uh, at the same time. But also, it's just pitching, too. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the differences were obviously preparation. You have no idea if you're pitching that game or not. And every inning that you pitch as a closer is going to be a stressful inning. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure you're sharp. And if you're not sharp, you got to figure out a way to get them out without them scoring. Um, as a starter, you know, you have room to give up runs and it's fine because you're pitching for a lot, a lot, a lot of time. And uh, you have an offense behind you. They have time to score runs for you. Um, but yeah, different, man. When your name comes over that walkie-talkie and you're sitting in the bullpen, the heart gets to pumping. And you're pitching with adrenaline every time. Whereas to, if you start, you know, you're mentally prepared for it. You're ready to go in. It's not as much adrenaline. Um, but also, it's it's kind of the same because it's still you versus the hitter, man. You got to figure out a way to get them out. But it's definitely more exciting, I will say. Closing is much more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I can see to where, you know, you're like you said, you're – as a starter, you know, you know, especially like in college, you know, if you're a – game one starter in a series, you know, you know, okay, I'm, I know we'll get ready for Friday night. That's my night. I'm, I'm going to go. But as a closer, you don't know, you know, you don't know what, how it's going to go. You may, you may be in, you may not. And then if you go in, it's going to, like you said, it's a stressful situation because you're trying to keep something, you know, keep them down, you know, and keep them from, 
uh, coming back and scoring or whatever, or it's a tight game. So I could see where that would definitely be a, <laughs> a stressful situation. Yeah, 100%. Now, now that walkie-talkie goes off and you hear your name. What's your process? What What does that look like? Well, it kind of depends on the situation, and I'll give you two different examples. Uh, because the Ole Miss series, I went in, I closed two games, and the games were very tight the whole way through. So I kind of figured, hey, I, either seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, I've got to be ready to go. So, I, you know, I'd start moving around and stuff before anybody said anything. And then I'm already kind of primed and ready to go. And then my name comes over. I'm like, all right, now I can start getting uh, hot. So, you know, you have time. You can think about it, get yourself in the right mental state. But I remember the game against Auburn, the Friday night game this past year. Uh, we were losing by, like, five or something. And then all of a sudden, we get the lead, and we're up by, like, five. And then so I'm start, I start getting up, moving around when the game is close, and then we're up by five. I'm like, okay, I can stop moving around now because I'm probably not going in the game. And then all of a sudden they start scoring again, like instantly, like they put up three runs really, really quick. And then they're all like, all right, Tiger, you got DeShera. He was on deck. Sonny DeShera was on deck at the time. And then literally I throw a plyo ball like twice. I throw like two crow hops down the mound. Like I'm still completely cold at this point. And before I know it, DeShera is up and uh, Coach Van Horn is walking out to the mound pointing at the bullpen. I'm like, dude, I've thrown two baseballs. <laughs> so you really honestly never know what you're gonna get, but yeah, builds character, man. It's exciting. There you go. Yeah. Now, how did ready. now? Now, Michael, now Michael Turner was your catcher last year for the most part. Yes. Well, how did he take it? Did you ever shake him off? <sighs> if you did, did he give you the Crash Davis treatment? <laughs> man, I might have. I might have shook him off one time. Uh, Michael had a really good mind. It's almost like he could read the hitter's mind because he just he knew how to play the game of baseball. He knew how to catch. Uh, you know, he's one of the best catchers I've ever thrown to, a hundred percent. Just with the mental side of the game, really. So if he put down a pitch and he had conviction in it, man, I trusted him. I I tried my best to execute it, and most of the time it worked. Yeah. Now, growing up, who was your favorite baseball team? Uh, the Braves. Braves. You're a Braves guy. Huh? Yep. I was a big Braves fan, man. Is there a certain pitcher that you were – like your favorite pitchers to watch? I didn't really have a favorite pitcher when I was younger. But I'd say now I kind of like uh, – I like watching you Darvish pitch, man, just because of how many different pitches he throws. He can beat you with velo. He can beat you with spin. He really has so many weapons to choose from. He can beat you with whatever he wants, and that's kind of who I'm trying to model my game after now and who I admire a lot as a pitcher. Gotcha. Now, you just mentioned spin. And anytime you come in, you know, the TV commentators talk about your spin rate. Okay. I mean, yeah. literally, if you want to get really drunk, you can make a shot game out of it when you tell <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's a, <laughs> that, might, that might be a good idea, actually. <laughs> I, might, I might have just been they, thinking of that. They, they, 
they love they love bringing that up. That's their favorite thing that they uh, um, when when you come in, that's guaranteed. This this young man has the fastest spin rate in baseball or whatever. Okay, talk about what that means. We we asked actually last year when we interviewed Michael Turner, we asked him about that. But want to hear about it from you too. What what's what does that do to make your pitch um, so tough to hit? All right, uh, spin rate. So it's measured in RPMs. So however many RPMs set my curveball is around 3000 RPMs. So the reason that would be better than a curveball spinning at 2000 RPMs is because it's more of an abrupt movement. And as it moves, it moves faster through that plane because it's spinning so aggressively rather than a more loopy. It's going to be more sharp, you know, straight to it, straight down. And it actually speeds up as it's moving and breaks even more aggressively. So that's kind of the big separator and, you know, why it's admired in our game instead of just another stat that's thrown out the window. And it also makes it harder to pick up what kind of pitch it is, correct? Correct, yes. Because you can't read the laces as well because they're moving faster. Yeah, if you spin it fast enough, it just looks like a white sphere. Yeah. And is that's that something – is that something you worked on or is it just something um, that just kind of naturally started happening? I wouldn't say it's something I worked on necessarily. It was more of a byproduct of fi fixing another issue I had with my delivery. And I have to credit uh, Coach Hobbs a lot. He's a freaking baseball genius. I can't give that man enough praise. Um, but freshman year in the fall – I had I just had really sloppy mechanics. Arm was way off time, and basically I was coming way too long out of my break, out of my glove, and yeah, I ended up having a hairline fracture in my elbow because of it. And I missed the fall. Um, started doing rehab in the spring, and he started working on creating a better arm path for me, breaking it out of my glove, and being more on top of the ball, and just having a better, having it be better for my arm. And as a result of this, it was a lot more. Uh, my mechanics were a lot more efficient. I could move a lot better. And naturally, it picked up spin. I think I picked up like four to 600 RPMs on my curveball just within a few weeks of him really breaking it down and coaching me through it. And I, I give really a majority of my credit to him for that. Cool. Now, I've always wondered something because I obviously I never was much of a baseball player. Um, no, I played some mean rec league softball, so <laughs> don't want to take away. So, me and Travis tore it up in church league. We'll just, oh, yeah, we want to intimidate you, but you That's don't right. want, um, you have to be <laughs> underhanded in large ball. You don't want none. Hey, uh, I can I, throw a wicked underhand knuckler. <laughs> Hey, I know my limits. I don't want no underhand knuckler. Nowhere around <laughs> So, what's a better feeling as a pitcher? Because I've asked Travis this because I don't know. When you blow that heat past somebody to end the game, or if you, when you just freeze them on a curveball, they're like, crap. Man, that's tough. I think if they swing at it, it's better to throw a fastball. Because it's just something about just rearing down my 
best versus your best, you know. At the same time, it's it's kind of rewarding to throw curveball, especially like a righty hitter. He, like, leans out of the way of the ball because he thinks it's going to hit him and it ends up being a strike. So you made him look like an idiot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to do one, um, I don't know, man. There's something special about closing the game out, just blowing it by him, just pure heat, man. That's yeah, that's awesome. Just that. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I want to have a little just fun. Let- with you. I want to have a little fun with you, Brady. Now, you know, closers. You know, you already have the whole intense attitude. You already have the. You know, you're you're out there. You got the mean mug going you got all that going for you right but closers are known to also have nicknames a lot right mm-hmm. you have a nickname um i wouldn't say i really have a nickname now honestly i say that all the time in the locker room man everybody has a nickname except for me and i feel like i have a good last name to create a nickname but i can't come up with a nickname for myself you know it has to just happen naturally <laughs> so i'm just i'm patiently waiting Wait, no, my. I got a couple ideas for you. You ready? Can I can I give them to you and you just kind of? He hasn't told me, so I'm gonna be just as surprised. I haven't told Clint these yet. These are just some. I made cringe. I I went to visit family this weekend. I was driving home, listening to some oldies music, and I came up with these. All right. Um, kind of playing on the whole spin rate thing, right? Because the commentators are gonna talk about that so why not let's 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 go with that okay and and this you know hey think about the shirts el spinarino el spinarino kind of little latin flair right um the spin doctor spin doctor i think i think michael turner's actually called me the spin doctor before or maybe it was led better that was a that was a that was a, a band from the 90s by the way um yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, spin nasty, spin nasty. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Terrible. That's pretty good. That's the best, that's the, that's the best one yet. No. And and now you're entering the spin cycle. <laughs> right there, come on now, the yeah, spin cycle. Now that was you closed with your worst one. <laughs> <laughs> You showing me a a setting on a a normal washing machine is not intimidating. What, what is that? What you're saying? Uh, <laughs> All right, maybe maybe it's not, maybe it's not the best. Yeah, spin. I do, I do have a good. Do you have a song you come into? Uh, yeah, the song I I have when I really when I'm in relief is "Solo" by Future. Okay, and it's it be a fan favorite, especially with the younger guys. Yeah. Well, you need to check out Round and Round by Rat. So they're, they're like a eighties hair band. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm and sure my, my so. parents appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe even his grandpa. Don't don't tell them that a don't <laughs> tell them that a preacher told you to listen to rat. Okay. Rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now um now this weekend, uh <clears throat> The first game, man, y'all came out and, uh, you know, of course, we're, we're all interested. Of course, I didn't have, the, you know, Clint and I didn't have the flow sports thing. We weren't, we weren't able to go to the game, so we weren't able to kind of watch. But 
you know, y'all have a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those guys really, I mean, showed out. Uh, talk about, and I just wanted to ask you about a couple of those, if you don't mind. Uh, Wagner. How good is he? Wagner. It's Wagner. pronounced Wagner. Sorry. Wagner. Sorry. He's, a, he's a grad transfer from uh, Creighton. And, oh, my goodness, that man is unbelievable. I, I don't know how he did not get drafted because he is honestly one of the most talented pure hitters I've ever seen. And he is strong as an ox. Like, we were in the dugout betting on whether he would hit a home run or a double this at bat. Yeah. Like, it's tough to get that man out. He, he's just – he's very disciplined at the plate and one of the most talented athletes I've ever seen for sure. Well, the I mean, the weekend he had was just freaking amazing. Abnormal. And, and it wasn't like y'all were playing the school for the blind. Yeah, no. Nah, y'all were playing three stud teams, you know. I mean, yeah. Well, really good teams, you know. And – um for him to do what he did was just, oh, man. Now, another one that uh, he didn't have uh, – let me find him here. Uh, this one didn't have that a very good weekend, but I'm guessing y'all have seen a lot more of him, than, a lot better from him than what we saw this weekend. So I want to give you a chance to just talk about that there's better to come from him. And that was uh, Caleb Cowley. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he, str- he struggled a lot this weekend, but we heard a lot of good things about preseason about him. So was you think this weekend was just a – just kind of a, you know, one of those – I mean, baseball has that, man. You you have that where sometimes you have a struggle bus for a little bit. I, mean, I think he's just pressing himself too hard. You know, he's – trying to get his first SEC hit. He's trying to prove that he belongs here. But as soon as he gets that first one and stops putting so much pressure on himself, man, uh, everybody's going to see, Nathan's going to see, he's a super, super talented player. He's going to be a big key for us this Mm -hmm. year, making it back to Omaha. And then uh, Jones came in for him and and did did a pretty good job. Uh, did a good job filling in for him whenever he came in. Uh, anything about him? Just uh, yeah, man. I mean, he handled the spotlight well. Uh, you know, I, I texted him after the game, told him I was proud of the way he stepped up and played because uh, you know he started off the year on the bench, and you can see how quick it can happen, man. You get your spot, you make the most of it. Um, and he's a freshman, right? Yeah, he's a he's a true freshman. Uh, he's just – he's uber-talented, man. He's got so much raw power. Um, he's a big he kid. He yeah, he is. He's, he's a big guy. And as he matures and just gets used to this level of baseball, I think he's really going to shine. And then uh, Jalsenberger? Am I saying that right? Fabian Joe. Yes. The uh, – Yeah, he – That lead-off guy, right? Yeah, he's just a freak athlete. He came from Kansas. He's our center fielder. He makes great reads in center field. He's the, he's one of the best center center fielders in the in the SEC for sure. I'd put him up there in the nation. I think he's a severely underrated player. And I think by the end of the year, he's going to be 
a high-ranked draft prospect because uh, he's got power from both sides. He has for average. It's for contact. And he's a team player too, man. Uh, whatever team needs, if you need him to lay down a bunt, he's going to do it. Hit and run, he's going to do it. Sack fly, he's going to do it. Uh, but he can also put it out of the yard, and he can run a lot too. So, Well, that's what you need in that leadoff guy, right? You need a guy that, yeah. that doesn't have an ego. You know, he's you know not going to get up there and shake off a bunt because – it's not. It's going to hurt his or sacrifice because it's going to hurt his batting average or something. You know, he's he's yeah. No, nah, he's in it to help us win, man. Number one. Talk about some of the other arms, some of the new arms this year. Who are some of the ones that uh, jump out to you that uh, you think are going to be, you know, guys that really going to help this pitching staff? Oh man, there's there's so many, but I'll jump off with a. Uh three transfers we got who are going to be really big for us who pitched this weekend. Uh, Cody Frank, Cody Adcock, and Hunter Holland. Uh, Hunter Holland, actually they're all three JUCO products, but uh, Cody Frank transferred directly from Nebraska to Arkansas. Um, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a mid-relief guy. He's going to eat up innings for us and hold. You know, if they have a small lead, he's going to keep that to a small lead. If we have a small lead, he's going to also keep that because, uh, you know, he, he's a really good arm. And Adcock and Holland have been extremely impressive since they stepped on campus. Um, all three of them are super hard workers, and I'm, I'm glad they're wearing a Razorbacks jersey and not somebody else's. Yeah. No, Holland's going to be um, – I think I saw his press conference today that he enjoys starting the Sunday game. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, that's a must-win game, whichever yeah. way you look at it. You can either sweep, you can win the series, or you can keep from getting swept. Sunday is always a must-win game, and yeah. he thrives. He thrives in pressure, man. Good deal. Well, and and you know, anytime you hold Rock Regio in check, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, now, I, you know, me, you know, me uh, and Travis, we we don't obviously we we don't have flow sports. My brother has an account. And one time I got on it to watch something, I kicked him off of it. And I called him and said, hey, man, will you log out of your account real quick so I can do something? And he was like, are you really asking me to log out of something I pay for so you can do something? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. That's what I was, 100% what I was doing. Um, so did Regio really do a bat flip after hitting a single? Uh, I didn't see the bat flip part, but our fans were – our fans were booing him real loud. Then he hit the single and, uh, you know, started pumping up his crowd. But I, I actually admire how hard he plays the game. He can do some things that are borderline. And, uh, you know, we have great fans because they're fighting for the Razorbacks. But I, I like – I actually like when players play with a lot of emotion like that. I can respect them. No, he's one of them guys. If he was wearing Razorback red, we would all love Oh, him. they would love him. He would him. love him. But they since love him. He's playing for another team. I can't stand him. Hey, and I respect that. <laughs> I respect that too. If if you're not on our side, then you're against us. So yeah. now, now obviously, uh, as we've said, Travis is a preacher, so you have to keep this PG, bud. But what are some of the funniest things you've heard our fans saying to opposing players? Oh man, <laughs> I don't even know, but. uh 
we got a fan who sits above the opposing team's dugout. We call him Hog Noxious. <laughs> and that man brings props to the game. Every time he's in air, he's got a boot on the end of a stick. He waves around. And I can't hear what he's saying to the other team when they're walking back after a strikeout or something, but I can't imagine it's something their mothers would enjoy to hear. <laughs> I That's think that just his way of saying is, I can't keep it PG. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, we uh, – yeah. Now, who? what other teams – this is normally a Clint question, but what other teams have the – some of the best fans besides, you know, that, that you played in away games. Played in away games. Um, I wouldn't say AM has the best fans because they just suck, dude. I'm going to be real. They are <laughs> – they, they just think they are untouchable for some reason. I, I really don't understand their whole ego thing, but they just – they said – horribly vile things to the parents and I, I, I have zero respect for anyone who is a Texas A&M Maggie sorry yeah but their fans are extraordinarily passionate about their Aggies so don't know why they picked them I'm so I'm feel bad for them their fans for them but they're extremely passionate yeah. uh, so it was a good atmosphere um see where else did we play last year that was tough we didn't have a crazy hard schedule. Gainesville, just a bunch of swamp monsters down there. Uh, they they don't they don't really have good fans, man. You know they're in Florida. They have good weather all the time, and they can't come out and support a really good team in a really good ballpark. Um, yeah. Where else did we play last year? We played at Missouri. Uh, I don't. I shouldn't have to say anything about Missouri. Not a fan of that place at all. No, you don't. No, I went to the I went to the football game in Missouri this year. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't like Columbia, man. It's too cold. It's windy all the time. Just but most of the time we go there, we win a ball game, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> there you go. So now, do y'all play at Vandy this year? We do. Okay. Now listen, I'm going to give you permission to do something, and if Coach Van Horn says anything to you, just tell him to call me. I want you to go full nuke Lelouch on the Vandy Whistler. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Just beat him. Beat him. I'm going to bring your plugs to the Our SEC will thank you for it. No, 100% they will. <laughs> yeah, I, can't even, I can't even watch a Vanderbilt baseball game because of that. Yeah. yeah. That was – That's right. So, yeah. Honestly, it's unenjoyable. Just, so, just do the entire SEC a favor. That's right. Yeah. Vandy Whistler. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um. Now let's talk about these new rules. Um. Oh, you're gonna get spicy now, Travis. Yeah. Now he's he's already fired up talking about a And M. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about that call against him in the Texas game. So there's a how many second clock are y'all on? Twenty. Get the pitch off. Twenty. Yes. So from the time the ball hits the catcher's mitt, you have 20 seconds to get the next pitch out. Is that right? It's either the catcher's mitt or our glove. I'm not entirely sure, but it's one of the two. And, and now I, on I, Saturday, I I <clears throat> on Saturday wasn't 
that uh, horn frogs were stealing off the clock, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, hey, take advantage of it. You might as well, because I mean, I'm sure we're going to end up doing the same exact thing. I'm sure everybody will. But I'm I'm not a fan of the pitch clock with runners on base, because mm. you know you need to be able to just hold and not throw a pitch or not pick off sometimes. That's part of baseball. It's a strategy used very often. Yeah. Uh, so I think it needs to go away with runners on base. But with nobody on, I have zero problem with it. But – and I don't really understand the point of taking a three-hour game and shortening it down to two hours and 45 minutes. That's not going to make more people watch the game. I'm sorry. It's not. You're either a baseball fan or you're not. You can't yeah, sure. convince somebody to like something. I'm I'm totally with you there. I think I think you're exactly right. I think shortening it by what what they're doing with that is not going to make it that huge of a difference. I think if they really want to shorten it, make it seven innings. Like, yeah. Well, I think the ten run rule. Yeah, I'm probably, fine with that because it gives us a chance to embarrass some teams. So, I'm <laughs> yeah, good. It does well, and it and it also those games that. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean. Once you're down by more than 10. It's real tough to come back, man. You, you want to just get out. <laughs> you know, you yeah, especially at that point, like, you're probably not throwing, you know, your arms that you would throw in a normal game. And it's just yeah. risking people for injuries that haven't thrown much or not prepared yeah. to. And I, I think that's a, I think that's a good addition. Yeah. Now, now they're no, they're continuing. You especially in the majors, you see them tinker with rules and stuff. How do you feel about the robot umpire? Would that be something you, as a pitcher, would be in favor of, or do you like? Because I'm like you, I like having a human behind the plate and having to adjust the game accordingly. But then again, I'm not a pitcher, and you are, so that's why I was. I'm not a fan of that either, man. It's like a. It's like a self-driving car. I don't want a self-driving car. I want to be able to drive my car, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I'd rather get screwed over by a human umpire than get strike calls by a robot umpire. Because it's just, at the end of the day, we're here for people's entertainment. It's much, much more entertaining with an umpire that can get into arguments and throw people out and make bad calls and mess up. You know, it's better for entertainment. You get a robot on. I would not watch a baseball game if there's a robot on. Well, you know? that's kind of part of the game is figuring out the ump's strike zone, right? Exactly. That's putting it. Like, I don't. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I hope not. At least it's going to ruin baseball if it comes in. Yeah. Well, I think there's enough folks that feel like me and you that I think they're going to be able to keep it from happening for at least a long, long time. I don't think we'll see it in my lifetime. And it, yeah, I don't either. And even if it's uh, implemented, I think it's going to get taken right out because I think the views are going to go down tremendously. Yeah. Well, there's there's talk about them doing it, and then I forget how they would still implement the um, the live umpires somehow into it. But I I hope it never happens. I'm like y'all. I, I, I hope it never happens because there's so many videos too of like. A pitch is like three feet outside, and the umpire has to call a strike because the robot umpire said it was a strike. And it's like the batter can't argue with them because it's what yeah. the robot said. So. I'm yeah. not a fan at all. 
Yeah, people just need to decide if they like baseball or not. If you don't like baseball. Yeah. There's there's no need to modernize America's pastime. Yeah. No. No, so so I, I take it you're not a fan of the new um, starting extra innings off with a runner on second rule either? Uh, I actually I, – I don't mind that one because there's nothing worse than you're playing a Friday night game at 7 o'clock and you go into extras, and then here it is in the 15th inning and both the pitchers are on a roll. You're not scoring until they're out of the game. Yeah. And then you don't get done with the game until 1.30 in the morning all the fans leave. You know, so I – I'm a fan of it. You know, you went the whole entire game. All right, it's kind of like a shootout. All right, let's go. Come in clutch whenever it matters. So I, I, I actually, that's one of the rules I can I can get behind. Yeah, I don't mind that one either. What do you think about the shift rule? There. Man, that's dumb. <laughs> that is dumb to me. I think you should be able to put every single player at second base if you want to. Who cares? Because if it backfires on them, then that's their fault for playing the shift. But don't ban the shift. If you're a professional baseball player and you can't figure out how to go opposite field. You got bigger problems. Then, exactly. Then you need to change up your batting practice a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of banning strategies. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, that just that just blows my mind. A professional baseball player. I mean, what would Tony Gwynn's and Wade Boggs say about that? <laughs> They'd be upset, man. Wade Boggs would say, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to hit 500 on these fools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it right to where the second baseman should be. That's right. Yeah. I, mean, I just – I don't get that. But anyway – Brady, what's your uh, major in school? Uh, sports rec. What's your uh, – of course, I know baseball is the, the, the big goal, but what's the what's the uh, career goals with the with the degree? Um, you know, I like – Whenever that is. Whatever I can do to just stay in the game, man, because baseball is such a big part of my life. I, I love it. I love the game to death. So, uh, you know, sports agency would be big. Hmm. Uh, anything like that, uh, owning owning a team, owning a franchise, something like that, uh, I'd be happy with. So, just small, just really small. anything I can do. Like own an organization, yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Only stuff that costs, you know, yeah. 400 billion dollars yeah oh it, it doesn't have to be a big organization it could be like a youth organization oh there you stuff go. like that okay <laughs> uh, yeah. but you want to be in the game somehow uh, you want to yeah. stay connected with baseball that's the cool thing about it with the trajectory you're on you're going you're going to have those opportunities to to uh to do that you know to uh uh, once you know you get your whatever happens after Arkansas, and then and then uh, however long that takes, you know. You get yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, even if I can't reach my being in the MLB, I have enough wisdom about the sport to um, you know help a kid reach their dream. Mm. So that's a good deal. 
Now, now, if me and Travis were coming to visit you in Fayetteville, just to just to hang out, first off, you people would wonder what you're doing with two 46 year old men. But after, but more importantly than that, where would you take us to eat? What what spot are we going? Where would I take you to eat, man? I don't branch out very much. Uh, I like Shogun, the Japanese place. Oh. That's really good. Uh, El Cerro. Away some fried rice. <laughs> yeah, El Cerro is a Mexican restaurant right right beside the field, right beside my apartment too, and it's it's just got built and it's really good. Um. Oh, what's it called? I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it's a sandwich place on the square. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's it's super good. So, really, whatever we're in the mood for, and Giraldi's, I love Giraldi's. It's really good. I can't. I've been to a sandwich place downtown Fayetteville. Some went with a buddy one time. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Why well, I can't remember the name? But it was really good. Something Joe? I don't know. Well, cool. So, what do you do for fun? What's what? You got any hobbies? Any stuff outside uh, of sports? I love taking naps. Whenever <laughs> I get back home from practice, exhausted. Uh, uh, nah, man, but I love I love hunting. I love it to death. Uh, duck hunting is my favorite type type of hunting. Gotcha. You know, in the in the off season, if you want to find me, I'm somewhere in the duck woods, hundred percent. Where do you duck hunt at? I, I said that's probably my main hobby outside of Arkansas, baby. Come on, okay. Only the best place in, in the country to duck hunt. Do you so, duck hunt close to Stuttgart or somewhere around there, or where? Yeah, we actually have a duck camp uh, right outside of Stuttgart. It's about thirty minutes east of it. Yeah. In a town called Marvel, and it's Marvel. Yeah, it's done good. It's done as good. Yeah, good deal. So, now, have you went with any of your teammates duck hunting? Because I, uh, wondering- I didn't. I was supposed to actually go with a few of them, but the one time that we were supposed to go, our holes were completely locked up because it was like negative one degree at night, so mm-hmm. we couldn't get the boat in the off the trailer, much less in the hole. So we couldn't go then. Tried to go another time with one of the teammates. They got sick. Tried to go another time, and I was sick. So it just it it didn't work this year. But I got to go with my dad and my grandpa a lot. Uh, so we made it work. I was just gonna wonder. I was gonna ask you who the best shot was. So we'll just assume that you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I put I put myself up against a lot of people on that. There you go. Well, man, what's it been like playing for Dave Van Horn? Uh, the man knows how to win ball games, hundred percent. He knows how to win baseball games. Uh, you can't help but to learn whenever you're around him and Coach Hobbs. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 got a good system. They know what they're doing, man. They know how to recruit. Um, but yeah, man, I you just learn so much just literally just being in the building around those guys, just the way they talk, see how they run things. Uh, it's, it's everything I thought it would be and more, man, honestly. I've learned so much since I've gotten here. 
just because of how great our coaches are. And, you know, it's like, it's like every day we have a new pitcher, you know, learning a new pitch and stuff. And Coach Hobbs said it's just it's just a place of learning, man. You can't help but to but to uh, grow your understanding and knowledge of the game being there. Well, one of the things Michael Turner said when we were, we had him on the podcast, and it sounds like you feel the exact same way with Arkansas, you can get as good as you want to be. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like there's zero reason why you can't get better at the game of baseball at the University of Arkansas. Yeah, our practices are great. You get everything you need in there, and if you want extra work, there's nobody on the staff that's going to tell you no. Yeah. Now a couple more players. I forgot to ask you about these guys, and I, I should have. Um, you got some new catchers this year. We just talked about Michael Turner. You know, don't have him. Uh, how's it working out with the new catchers? Man, they're they're both really, really good. And I think they're both dogs, man. So I think it's going to be really good because I think they're going to split time and kind of save both of their bodies, unlike what we had to do with Michael last year because Michael was the only one we caught. And his, his body got abused, man. Uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be good for us to have two catchers who are both so good, and they bring different things to the table as well. Now, are they letting? Are they both calling pitches as well, like Michael did, or are they doing more from the dugout? Uh, it or is really, it none of my business? You can tell me it's none of my business. I don't care. No, it, it really just depends on who we're playing uh, and who the hitter is. Like for the most part, it's the catcher's game. They're calling whatever they want. But if we have – if our coach has a good – really good scouting report on a hitter, he'll, he'll like, call a pitch every once in a while from the dugout. But most of the time, if coach gives Huddy or Piro one pitch to call, they pretty much know how to pitch the batter. So, they're both very smart in that aspect of the game as well. So, is it is it Polk and Roland, the ones that are starting? Yes, it is. That's what I was thinking. I could I couldn't remember. I know Kilgore's the other one, right? Yeah, he's uh he actually tore something in his knee. Uh, but he was holding off on surgery so he could be with the team this year. Okay. Gotcha. Well it's good it's good to have those guys. I know uh I did we did hear from Michael and uh he said that when they signed him last year he thought they would be really good. So um you know, he he was telling us good things about him. So, so that's 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 really good, well, man. Uh, we're excited to see what this season has in store for y'all. Uh, you know, this is going to be a, uh, you know, there's a lot of new parts to this team, and uh, of course, you know, still a lot to, you know, good start to it this weekend. You know. Of course, that game Saturday, we wish we, you know, we don't want to talk about it too much, but, you know, that happens. And, uh, and so what, what's your thinking on this, on this season? You know, you've, you've got this, your second season now. I know you feel good about it, of course, but do you, do you feel kind of the same way you did about last year? Do you feel better than you did about last year? What, why do you feel? Man, last year's team was a really good baseball team. We just, you know, even in games we didn't score many runs, we just figured out how to win baseball games. 
And I'd say last year's team and this year's team is night and day different. Uh, you know, we just – we're more of a united team this year, and we don't think there is a team in America that can beat us. Like, we think if we played TCU ten more times, we're beating them ten times. We have all the confidence in the world in ourselves, and I don't want to jinx it, but I think this team is super, super special, and I think we can win it all. Man, love to hear that. Love As fans, they, honestly, honest to goodness, that's the way you should feel. 100%. You can step on that mound. You, you need to think, you know, on that field, you need to think, okay, we're the best team in the country. Yeah, 100%. And we got depth. Like, I don't know if y'all – well, y'all couldn't watch the uh, the Oklahoma State game, but we were bringing in everybody off the bench, and everybody that came off the bench got a hit. Like yeah. we're just our talent. I was listening so to it. I was. I was and thinking we were bringing in new guys out of the pen, and they were shoving. We're just we're insanely talented. You could take our backups, and majority of them would start anywhere they wanted to in the SEC. What do you think's bringing that? Um, because in a lot of ways, man, y'all y'all are putting in a lot of new pieces, and a lot mm-hmm. of times with teams like that, one of the things you don't see, which what we're seeing with the basketball team, is unity. Right, is the hardest thing. Right, you know, it's it's them playing together. But you're talking about it seems like this team really has a unity. What do you think is making that happen? Is it you think that's because of some of the leaders that are left that have kind of fostered that? Is it the coaches doing something that's fostering that? What What do you think is leading that? I I just think we don't really have any guys who put themselves before the team. You know, they could care less about what happens in the draft as long as we're holding up a trophy at the end of the year. They don't give a crap what happens. You know, they don't care what their role is as long as they help the Arkansas Razorbacks win baseball games. And I think that's what's making the biggest difference. We're not clickish. Everybody hangs out with everybody. There's absolutely anybody in the locker room. You could say, hey, you know, go on a 10-hour car ride with them. I'm completely comfortable with it. Anybody in the locker room. And I think everybody feels the way – feels that way about everybody else. And it honestly happened within the first week. We just all clicked. We were all hanging out instantly. Uh, we have a very strong brotherhood, man. No, and, yeah, and what's great. great is me and Travis get to be fans and just watch it, and we can't wait to watch you pitch all season, and we'll be rooting That's you right. on. And just thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, man, man I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man, we we appreciate you coming on, and and man, we're gonna we're gonna be rooting for you. Uh, uh, we're gonna be rooting for you throughout the season, no matter what. So uh, we're excited about it. And uh, we can't wait to see what the season has in store. Keep throwing them crazy spinners. <laughs> and uh, Spins, uh, and uh, but do it in the in the proper time limit, young man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got to got to worry about that now. Well, man, Brady, we appreciate you so much, folks. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, like and share all those different things. Uh, we're on Apple. Spotify, anywhere out there you find podcasts. On Farmers uh, Only. Let people know about this podcast, what you think about it. 
um, especially those Razorback fans, baseball fans. They want to hear from this young man because he's going to do big things, shutting down those hitters in the SEC all year long. Brady Tiger, appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. Y'all have a great week. We out. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Crying your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard rock So I can sow the seed Ain't afraid of no except pain. Like